Welcome to Owen and Baru's Barbecue. Today, we're deep in our bunkers, and we have broke open our Rebel Ration Packets. It's, it's Chris, Nick, and I. We are the chefs, and it might, it might look like a Twix bar. It might look like some Tic Tacs, but we're breaking out those Rebel Rations here for you. So, how are you guys doing today? I'm avoiding the, uh, the blue shadow virus. So, uh... Ah, the blue shadow virus. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty good, man. <laughs> Chris not may, really. Uh, yeah. I, may, I may have coronavirus. <laughs> I think you'd be okay. I think I'll be all right. But yeah, you, you are no. in the hotbed of of Boston. So. <laughs> I definitely have a cough. Okay. I have a cough. Uh, but uh, other than that, I'm fine. Ironically, no fever. ironically, it, that's my last name. Not so. to get not to get too rambly, but yeah, I'm. I don't know if I'm allergic to dust, but I'm definitely irritated by it. So every day since for as long as I can remember, like the first hour of me waking up every more every day of my life is just, you know, sneezing and coughing, just oh. getting the dust from sleeping out of my lungs. And of course, especially this last few weeks, I guess you know, I'm getting to sit down at the desk, I'm over blowing my nose, just, <laughs> you know, they're looking at like, dude, I'm like, it's dust. It's dust. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm good. I thought you were going to make an Anakin joke about like, oh, how, how you hate dust, like hate sand, dust. Yeah, you know, it is, it, so it gets, it gets everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's not so much coarse though. But mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, we haven't, we haven't barbecued in a while. Um, a while. you know, it took, took us a while to, to get back together, but, um, bands back together. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. How's your, how's your star Wars thermometer here? So, so, uh, for me, mm-hmm. I will be in full disclosure here. Yeah. I have not caught up yet, but I have been watching it. Um, quite a bit. I'm on season four now. Well, you got time now. I have time now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, there's, <laughs> I can't leave my house. Uh, well, I can. Totally, I can totally leave my house. I am not quarantined for the record. Uh, no, but uh, my kids don't. My my kids don't have school. My wife doesn't have school, um, and my work is keeping me home. So I have time. So I'm going to watch some, some Star Wars. Yeah. I, I and I will just say that as someone who was was binging with my my kids trying to you know I had seen the, all of Clone Wars but they hadn't seen it and so we were we were definitely in a binge mode leading up to the the premiere you know of of season seven and it was so funny because it was like you're just rushing along like five episodes a night three episodes a night ten episodes on a weekend you know like we're just barreling through it. And you get to the 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 first episode of this season seven, and you're just like, "Oh, just got one." Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> like, like it just yeah. felt so. Oh, you yeah. still have to wait. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, no rush there. Uh, you still have time to catch up before the the end of this season. I think a lot of these streaming services are are gonna start doing that. Like you know, whereas in you know Netflix has always just dropped it all like on one day, where you can binge it in a couple of days. I, I think especially with Disney Plus, it doesn't have a lot of original content, as well as some other ones. Like like I said, like uh, devs on on a uh, on Hulu, they're doing it one per week, and so it's just kind of mm-hmm. like oh, all right. That's one way to keep people subscribed. Exactly, yes. that's what I'm saying. It's a better exactly. business model for them to do that. It's like oh, smart. You know, yeah, well, and and gets us gets people podcasting and talking and all the fan speculation. So that's that could be fun. So, um, I uh, I'm excited about the the novelization of Rise of Skywalker coming out soon. I I haven't 
bought it, but it's it's kind of in my Amazon cart. I believe it's supposed to hit sometime mid March here or coming up. Oh. Um, and there's it's been gonna, all kinds of there's been all kinds of articles about it. Though. I assumed it's already out. No, it's it's all of the people that write the reviews and stuff like that. They they get early copies, and so they're they're spoiling certain things. And I'm like, I don't want to. No, I want to read the book. I just want to yeah. like find these things out. And and here there's already people breaking the novel down, and it's not not actually yeah. out. So uh, I am Butter. looking forward to kind of jumping into that because it, it they t- typically in those novels go into more detail and, and sometimes explain or flesh out things uh, that can be, well, we could be Nick picky about, we'll just say. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's kind of on my, my star Wars radar, um, you know, coming up, you know, things that I'm, I'm excited about and, you know, I've been enjoying this season so far. Um, Chris, aside from Clone Wars watching, like any other Star Wars news that has kind of piqued your interest or, you know, toys or video what? games that you've been. Um, I'm curious well, also about Chris, because I remember, I think the last time he was on, he was still reading uh, Her- um, Heir to the Empire, weren't you? The trilogy, or I w- you were reading something about, I know you're reading. Um, I've read almost all of it now. He was in yeah. Thrawn. Thrawn, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, was reading Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I've actually mentioned this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of go into a tangent here about Rising or Skywalker here for a minute, but I talked about like all the books that I was reading um, and slash listening to um, for my commutes, and I'm upset, really, uh, in how it wasn't used in any of the, none of that material was even thought to be used for the development of this most recent trilogy of movies. And there's a whole lot of stuff they could have done and taken from these books, um, specifically the aftermath series Mm -hmm. that um, could really have made this series, this, this last trilogy even better. And you could have had a storyline that spanned three movies that helped explain why all of a sudden Palpatine had a fleet of starships, you know, that just arise out of nowhere that are all manned by people. And there's a ton of like really cool content and stories in the, in the aftermath series uh, that could have lent some material to that. And yeah. I think that the, the, the general populace of people would probably would have enjoyed that development of the storyline much better than the the product that we did receive. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm 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 with you on that. I I think that was one of the things that came up in our review of it was that um hey our team. Oh, was that was that on this show? Or was that on the Ramble? I can't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it was it might have been on this show. Yeah. We about, we I mean just just the fact that there were there were a lot of elements that I felt like they didn't play nicely with or or bring together and, and it would have enriched yeah. a lot of um I mean, they talk about the relics. They talk about like, all the cool stuff that could have mm-hmm. gone into it and could have really kind of led to a better background to, you know, the rise of of uh, the emperor uh, or the the rise of the emperor. Um, I just I just feel like they, they missed opportunities, man. You how, know? how the how the emperor got his rise on, or how he got his groove back. Um, the, speaking of of relics, though, we're we're getting this announcement about the the High Republic as a just going to be a book series. Oh, just um, a book series. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for that? 
Maybe. Yeah, that's the, okay. I was thinking, yeah, the trailer. Uh, yeah, I think a series, like an actual series. I don't know how interested I would be in that though. You well, know? it's just a book series. I mean, I think okay. they're just different stories that are going to connect to this this idea of the High Republic. So, mm-hmm. I, I other than the trailer that dropped, I don't know what books we're getting, but it seemed like there's going to be comic books, there's going to be novels. You know, yeah, they they that trailer they dropped. Are you talking about the trailer from StarWars.com? They they kind of go through the develop character development and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, it looks like it's going to be a graphic novel. It's going to be a series of comics. I saw an interesting concept the other day. I'm not sure if it was just a, an article, but it, it, it definitely had the art for it. And it was Disney should make rated R Star Wars films. And the, the first concept was um, like life on Hoth. You know, so you had, you know, like Wampas actually killing people. And I was like, oh, that would be interesting. You know, I like just... <laughs> Some kind of, you know, because you're on a, a, mm-hmm. a snow planet where life is already hostile to you and then have this kind of come out. It's same as like, you know, that the zombie stormtrooper, you know. That oh, came yeah. Out. Anything like that would be interesting you know, for adults to watch, you know, because that, that world is so yeah. vast. You could do anything. Yeah. The zombie clone trooper, you know, um, books, right? Like, weren't they clone mm-hmm. trooper? And, and no, they were, storm- they were they were stormtroopers. They were stormtrooper. Yeah. Those 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 books always kind of had a interesting vibe to them. I, I didn't not something I picked up and read, but you know, I could see I, it's unfortunate that they, they don't kind of allow for the, I don't know, the breadth and the depth of different, I guess, directors bringing their own kind of stamp or look to the star Wars universe, you know, like I feel like the star Wars universe is strong enough with its characters. And at this point, all of the, the world building that's already there, that you could have an, another vision or another style infused in, you know? Um, so we can only hope, especially uh, moving forward with, with the Disney plus, you know, and, and the, the likes of, of what, what more we're going to get down the pike. Um, well, hopefully so. they come up with something. They got to figure out how to make that revenue is because they literally just announced that Disney world yeah. is closing for the rest of the month. Right. Disneyland, they announced that earlier today that will be closed, but uh, Disney World in Florida is now closed. Well, that's crazy. I've, I've always thought that they needed to close it because they had this mice situation going on. So, you oh, know, God. Make... <laughs> it was just right there. I just felt that's like it was that, okay. that was that was that was oh, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? awful. I'll just yeah, mute awful. mute myself now. Yeah, you should. You should Nick, <laughs> Nick take over production yeah. of the show. So. Hey, the Nick Dunn show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you've done all the heavy lifting as far as probably like taking notes for these these episodes of uh, Clone Wars. That well, I don't really. You know, I do sometimes. I just kind of take a quick synopsis of like what's going on and all that. I mean, if you want to go ahead and get into that, we can. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's. Okay. I mean, we'll we'll bring Chris along for the ride. It might wet his whistle. Sure. So, I mean, where's my whistle, boys? I kind of just called this the. I mean, I think they all have, all three episodes have their own titles, but I just kind of call it the Bad Batch trilogy, which makes the most sense. Um, I liked it. Um, I liked the first episode the most, I think. I think it was the strongest. I wrote the most notes about that one because it it felt to me, I actually, my first thought when they introduced the Bad Batch was, I wish they'd have done this sooner. You know, oh, in, in the mm-hmm. series, because to me, it was 
it's a it's a special unit, you know, within the clone troopers, uh, which we can get into later, like why they're a special unit. But mm-hmm. I was like, and it felt like the Dirty Dozen, you know, to me, like the movie The Dirty Dozen, and that there are a bunch of misfits in a way. They have their each of their own personalities, their own specialities. It's just like you know, and they know that, and you see that not only in the first episode and the second episode, you know, that they are different and they're not regs, you know, like they they kind of despise the regular clones. And I was like, Oh, I like that. Cause that's, that's what makes you feel like it's the dirty dozen is that, you know, the dirty dozen didn't even like their own U S soldiers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, okay. Uh, I, I thought that was just an interesting take. And uh, so I enjoyed it. I, um, did you, uh, did you think two of, of the members of the bad batch were based off of Sylvester Stallone characters? Yeah, I can see it now. I never thought that, but I can see it. Yeah. I was like, okay, this one's like Rambo, and this yeah. one's like Sting. Definitely the Rambo. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay. he's like, he looks like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sharpshooter had the 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 match kind of in his mouth, or the right. stick kind of in his mouth. So I, yeah. I was thinking, didn't Sting. he also have a bandana around his head? His well, that was the Rambo guy. Rambo. Uh, guy, yeah. I, I can't remember what what his uh, clone trooper name is now. Um, off the top of my head, but he's the Who's main that? one that. Uh, oh, that's um. I wrote him down. Um, of course you did. You were you were Hunter. Hunter, yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. So just to set up Chris and as well. Yes. So the Bad Batch is called Clone Force ninety nine. Ba 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 ba. Sorry. And basically, they are. Where did I write that down? They're defectively. The they're yeah. They're defectively born clones with desirable mutations. So you each, you know, each one of them. So Hunter's the leader. Uh, you know, he's the smart. He's not smart, but he's just he's just the leader type. He's the Leonardo, Leonardo of the Ninja Turtles. You know, um, prefers a knife. Prefers a knife. Yes. All right. He, he is pretty deadly with those knives. Yeah. Um, you have Wrecker, who is the strong guy, the typical Zeke-like character from Rebels. You know, like the 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 grunter of the mm-hmm. group, but he is funny. The um, <clears throat> you have crosshairs, which is the sniper, and you have tech, who is the specialist. Oh, and I, I kind so of original, they, yeah. I kind of felt they went, yeah, a little stereotypical with tech. I'm like, you even had to give him glasses. Like, yeah. why did you have to give the guy glasses? I mean, you you designed a flaw into him just because he's smart. Like, yeah. what the hell? I, I, <laughs> I, I was, the, I felt the same way, and. You know, you kind of have to remind yourself, like, okay, Clone Wars is for kids, yeah. and and there's something about the Bad Batch that is inherently, you know, boy, you know, about it. It's just like a boy could like draw up his plans, like we gotta have a heavy, we gotta have a tech guy, we gotta have a knife guy. Why don't we have an explosive demolition guy? Exactly. Like, I feel like I'm playing like ice hockey on Nintendo. Got to have a tall guy. Got to have the fat guy so he can fight, and I got to have the medium sized guy so he can go on the ice. Yeah, there you go. Well, the clones thought of that. So, <laughs> um. all right. So basically, they're on a, the the planet Anaxis. Is that it right? Anax- yes, yes, you did. So this is where it opens up as a battle. This is a Republic uh, a fleet assembly planet. So they're building all the ships there, and the uh, CIS has uh, attacked under. Admiral Trench, which I thought was a nice surprise because mm-hmm. he's only in one episode in season one. Yes. And this is actually the Admiral Trench episode is actually chronologically, I think, the first or second episode. It is. You remember the spider guy? Yeah, the spider Chris. guy, Chris. Yeah. 
the one that just clicks all the time like yeah he's like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's very early on and and he's he's definitely like a, a you know kind of like a you know like a chess player you know he likes to mm-hmm. so yeah, yep. but but you know, but if you remember that episode, Admiral Trench, you know, he was running the blockade. And that's when they have the invisible ship that goes by with Anakin, and then, but anyway, you know, but his ship gets blown up, and so you assume he's dead, even though it was a great character. You're like, wow, like, dun, why, dun, would you, dun, why would you kill a great character like that? Because mm-hmm. no one dies in cartoons. But you see him, and now he's all very much General Grievous. You know, he's still a huge spider, but like he he's got mechanical stuff all over him and and all that. He's more oh, machine yeah. now than spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Admiral I, Trench and the spiders from Mars. <laughs> he was also in episode two. Yes. Well, that's the. I think that's the one. I think that's the yeah. the one that he's in. I well, think he was. The, I, mean, no, I mean, talking about the movie episode two, Attack of the. Clone. Oh, okay. He is. No, yeah. not 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 uh, not the Attack of the. No. Um, the Clone Wars movie is he in that? No, he's no. not in the Clone Wars movie. No, he's just in that one episode. Yeah. Yeah, he, for sure. He is. He is in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> okay. Admiral Trench is in Attack of the Clones. I don't think so. All right. Okay. Let's prove prove us wrong. Yeah. Somebody out there is looking this up and yelling at Chris. Going, no, no. Or they're yelling at us. Or yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I know he was in episode two. I thought you guys did a Star Wars podcast. Uh. So anyway. Admiral Trench leads and they actually capture, you know, the main facility of where the production of the ships is, is going. And you see Cody and Rex uh, talking with Anakin and Mace Windu and uh, a couple of other Jedi about how is this possible? You know, um, and basically Rex believes that somehow they have learned how to, because they, the, they figured out their plans, their plans, yeah. Or how how they're how they like lay siege in, in war. It's kind of yeah. like they. I couldn't think of the word droid. That's what I was looking for. But uh, the droids have always used analytics, so they've analyzed they analyze every single attack that the the clones use, and then try to anticipate each time you know, they do it. And it works sometimes. It doesn't work sometimes. But now they've gotten too strong at being able to calculate and beat the clone troopers. So Rex believes that. Uh, they somehow learned how Rex thinks and because he's like their best strategy guy of the clones. Um, they, they need to go to this place to, what is it, to get the signal from well, where, like there's a signal that they're trying to, go ahead. Right. You, you have this. Right. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, fine. I just, I was always trying to think about it. So, so what they're trying to do is they want to, lead a sneak attack uh, behind enemy lines. And that's where uh, Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch, comes in because they're it's elite unit. So it's going to be Rex, Anakin, Cody, and the Bad Batch. And the Bad Batch is your out-of-the-box thinkers. Yeah. You know. True. Yeah, truly. So. Yeah. And Rex stares at a picture of Fives and uh, Echo, two of his yeah. you know fallen comrades. And he actually kind of secretly believes that Echo is still alive. And Echo is, I hate to, you know, I kind of feel like I'm spoiling Chris a little bit here, but Echo is just, you know, is just one of the famous clone troopers from the series and he leaves him behind in one episode and you assume he's dead, but he's not because no one dies in cartoons. Not dead. <laughs> not dead. <laughs> uh, Don't leave me. 
<laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So as they take off, they leave, and their uh, transport is actually shot down. It crashes. Cody is injured, uh, and they leave the medic with Cody. Go ahead. Did you have something to say? Oh no. Uh, there's. I think in this first episode, we kind of get to see like all of the the Bad Batch's special signature you moves. You know, it's like, oh, that's why he's the the heavy guy. You know, that's right. why he can lift a ton of. It's a cool thing. I, I just didn't want to spoil it too much, but yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, so the I'll tell and say it though. Exactly. You see the heavy guy, uh, a wrecker, because Cody's trapped inside the transport. He just literally picks up the entire transport. It's like, oh, you know, I can get out. They've got oh. super strength, or this one does specifically. Yeah. Him, wrecker does. Yeah. Um, but Cody, because Cody was in charge, and Rex is kind of compromised in a way of you know they they can predict what he's thinking. Uh, Rex tries to take command, and this is where you see your fir- our first kind of uh, friction between the Bad Batch and the Regs, is what they call like, the regular clone troopers, because they don't trust Cody. I mean, a Rex, and but eventually, uh, Hunter, you know, uh, allows Rex to take command, and and you see this in the next episode as well. Like, there's uh, a lot of emotions are driving Rex because um, he's just really trying to discover if. This is um, Echo behind it all. But they take over a cyber center uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just typical battle. Like you see you know, them shooting uh, uh, droids everywhere. And tech hacks into the computer to discover the, algor- the algorithm that they're looking for uh, that's helping the droids predict the battle. Um, but it's not stored. It's actually being projected from Skeko. S- Skanko. Skanko. (laughs) Skanko Miner. It's being projected from a minor Skanko. Minor Skanko. Sorry. I'm not usually the silly one here. I feel Um, like Chris is still looking up to make, to confirm. He he is. He's (laughs) like, Terman, was that guy in the movie? He's got Uh, two computers all of a sudden, like multiple screens going on, IMDb pages. Yeah. So deep in a Reddit thread somewhere. (laughs) All right. So here's why I said that. So when I did a quick search on him before, you know, when you you Google search, somebody gives you that little, in the right hand corner, it gives you kind of like like a rundown, like almost like a, Cliff's notes version of whatever you're searching. Yeah. So if you do a Google search for Admiral Trench, I invite everyone to do it right now. <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit behind, but yeah, go ahead. I'll I'll. I'll and I'll, you look on the right hand side of the screen, and it gives you kind of a rundown and says appearances: Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Now, when you go into the Star Wars data bank that this little window references. There is zero mention of the Clone War. I'm sorry, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. So I believe I was misled in the information that I was searching through. You're what in the industry calls fake news. Yeah. <laughs> believe any title any title you see, you just spread it out there. Thank, thanks for clarifying that, though, because that, yeah, that, you know, really, that I really, was wrong. That clears up the skanko my. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, we should all go to Skanko Minor. Yeah. I have, yeah, but once you go there, though, you, you catch yeah. things that won't leave you. Yeah, people start talking once you go to Skanko Minor. <laughs> I wouldn't go there now with all of that blue 
What is, what was it called? The blue virus? What the blue it? shadow virus? Blue shadow virus. That's what it is. Yeah. Also a Clone Wars reference there. So oh, yeah. I know. I know that. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> I, I saw that episode. <laughs> it was a very, yeah, it's a very tame version of that, though, because if you if you actually read the comic books, that's like one of the first thing Ventress does. And she actually like annihilates like that entire. Uh, it's a moon, Planet. actually, that she uh, yeah. infects the virus and actually kills off like the entire moon population. It's uh, that's. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. What a bee. I love Ventress. <laughs> I do too. She's awesome. Um, so anyway, yeah. So tech hacks into the computer, discover the algorithm, and they hear a voice because that uh, during this transmission and Rex, you know, gets on the microphone and asks it to identify itself, which it just responds CT 1409, which is Echo's clone trooper number. Uh, you know, then the enemy approaches, they have to leave, and that's basically the end of the episode. Dun, so, dun, 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 yeah, so it's like, oh, Echo's alive! <gasps> then wait, it, yeah, wait a week. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my daughter was sorely disappointed because the whole time, every episode, she's like, all right, this is the one where Silka's back. No. <laughs> it's a little bit of uh, Charlie Brown football with my daughter and, and waiting for Ahsoka time to show up so um so uh is this getting getting gotten you excited chris are you are you yeah. what the the not yet return of snips <laughs> <laughs> no i guess okay just... sky guy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because he is like actually like your last name works with that chris it really does if yeah. you only knew the mail i receive oh well, you should see it. Like I, I, I the variations of my last name, um, many of which are Star Wars related, are endless. Oh, I, I thought I was confused. I got what you're saying now. Male, like I was like, male or female, it doesn't matter, man. Like, <laughs> U.S. male. Hey, doesn't matter what country they're from, man. <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs> Anyway, right. anyway, <laughs> the second episode, um, we, we, uh, I can't remember the name of a distant echo. Oh yes. I liked the title of this one. Mm. A distant echo. So we learn more about this, uh, uh, kind of, you know, you know what I like about this, this, the clone story arc here that we have going is it, it does remind me of some of the previous clone themed episodes that we've had throughout the show, you know, and mm -hmm. some of them have really stand out as kind of showing like kind of how human they are and how, how different they can be. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, I, I liked that as well. There's, there's things I liked about these next two episodes and that was definitely one of the things I did like is that you, you're seeing the human side of these clones, that they are their own personalities and they have emotions and attachments like any human being would. But I was also disappointed with the, a little bit with the, uh, the subplot in that how many times do we, have to, do we have to go to a planet to where it's like the people there are like, Oh, we're just naive and innocent. Oh. And we don't want war and uh -huh. please go away. Yeah. And then, Oh, we have to defend you. And it's like, oh, oh, how many yeah. times have we seen this story? I'm, I'm right there with you on, on that, Nick. Like, uh, in fact, rewatching all of the clone war episodes and then getting to this, this point in, in, um, 
I think it's episode two or three. I, I don't know which one, but we can just kind of vaguely talk about it in generalities and the fact that there is a people on the planet that are, you know, we just want peace, man. We're like <laughs> Native American hippies that Stupid don't space really. Hippies. Yeah. Space hippies. Whoa, man. You got a, that's a cool gun. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want your war. Go away. Okay, I guess since you brought the war here, we'll, uh, we'll just fight. Save you. Fine, whatever. Boy, uh, <laughs> they were not fighters either. Because no, they were not. I will, I will let you know that uh, they, it's like fighting water with those people. It's just like you can just toss them around like buckets. So <laughs> the, the, the Ewoks put up more of a fight than these native people. Well, yeah, so. the Ewoks had fixed fortifications, so... True. The apparent, and apparently the, the biker scouts did not see in their entire occupation of indoor. Well, Pablo was working on those traps the whole time. Like whole Pablo time. was basically like a rogue agent. He was almost like the bad batch within the Ewok village. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I digress. So uh, next episode, we get a, a, a scene though, probably one of the top five moments i think of these first three episodes i think it's in this the second episode where sky guy gets a, a special call from his. yeah exactly if everything i remember from this episode that's what i remember as well mm-hmm. it was, uh, and it's, it's not really the, the call i remember i remember what after the call is what yes. i remember yeah the, um, the obi-wan moment. you're right exactly yes. the Obi-Wan, but let me just set it up so rex and hunter uh, so, you know, clone trooper Rex, clone trooper Hunter are awaiting permission from the Jedi, some of the Jedi council members, so they can go rescue Echo now that they've got a suspicion that he is alive. Uh, but then here we go. So Anakin makes time to have a Skype call <laughs> with Padme. Never mind the urgency to go rescue someone. I got to have a, I got to have a little, you know, a little romantic time with my, my woman. Yeah. And this was also controversial too, because you know at this point in the war, yeah, she's got a little bump. Mm-hmm. You know, she's holding her. You know, you don't really see it through the hologram, but it's yeah, like, clearly, you know, she would be pregnant at this time, maybe. And what's he's, going on here? He's just oblivious. Yeah, he's like oblivious to it. Yeah, completely. He's just like a dude. He's like he just loved her. He accepted her body for no matter what it was. <laughs> wow, Padme, you've been really eating a lot of those. <laughs> Lay off me, I'm starving. <laughs> oh, Chris Farley, rest in peace. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's got like a bag of like hut chips, like in the background. I don't know. I just imagine it's like a hut brand of potato chips. So all the, all the fat no, and the carbs. Yeah. T- tastes a little froggy. Yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, he, he leaves. He leaves Rex outside to be his decoy. So like, just block Obi-Wan. Just block him. I got to talk to my woman. You know? And you're like, okay. Um, you know, I don't even remember what the phone call was even about. Other than like, you know, you've got to save the planet or whatever. Um, but what's interesting about this is that, you know, Obi-Wan does show up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he talks to, to Rex. And, you know, Rex is trying to stall like, oh, Yeah the general is in there inspecting my helmet you know, or whatever. And you're like, okay, but what makes it interesting, I mean, not to step on you, Matt, if you want to say it, but no, no, you, um, I've got what, what makes it interesting is once Anakin comes out, you know, I guess he could feel it, what Rex was saying, because he does mm-hmm. toss in the helmet. So like, you're like, ah, oh, okay. They, they pulled one over on Obi-Wan and then Obi-Wan goes, 
well, did you at least tell Pat, you know, send Padme my love? <laughs> you know? And yeah. So you're like, oh, crap. So yeah. You, and it, not only is that a cool, like, that Obi-Wan knew, but it really gets you thinking about, did Obi-Wan know this whole time? Yeah. You know, like, uh, I, I mean, I like these moments that they can, bastard. I like these moments that they can interject a little bit of retcon without it being a retcon. You know, it's a little bit of like saying like, no, Obi-Wan suspected the whole time. Like, like he, he could sense when Anakin was thinking about her or like, you know, checking her out in the other room. Like, I mean, he, it was aware of like his, I think, emotions much more than what they mm. let us know on screen. So, but I mean, it, Clone Wars for what they are, like they show this friendship between Anakin and Obi-Wan so much better than what we got in the movies. So um, anyway, um, so this episode, though, is really about them going to Skeko Minor and right and right. and and really trying to see if this source they, they're getting a signal right um and they're trying to track down the, the source of the signal which they believe to be the distant echo this echo. echo but also i think this episode because it, I, even though it kind of feels like a little bit like a filler or in, you know an in between episode mm-hmm. they were they're really trying to hammer in emotion in this one and i think that's the whole point of the the Padme thing, the whole Obi-Wan thing of like, mm-hmm. you know, we all have these connections, you know, with people because you see that with, with Rex, you know, he's, you know, before they get on the mission, he's like really eager. He wants to save his friend, you know, and you see it again, like, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, Trench calls ahead of time, you know, to, to warn, you know, the, uh, the skanky planet, uh, <laughs> that, uh, the clone troopers are probably going to come. And you see that that this is the first time that there's a, a tension. A second time, sorry. You see tension between the Bad Batch and you know Rex, which is a regular stormtrooper. Because uh, I think it's Hunter or maybe uh, the sniper one that talks about because like Rex is kind of confessing you know that he he feels bad because he left Echo behind, and one of them actually says, "Well, I would have left him behind too." You know, he's just a rag. Yeah. You know, and that really makes. Rex kind of snap, you know, and they almost have a fight right there. And of course, Anakin has to break it up. And it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's a cartoon fight. So it's not really like a, a true, you know, Oscar winning performance. Or but it's, uh, you know, you're, 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 that's what I'm saying. You're, this whole episode, they're trying just to establish emotion. Uh, and basically, that's it. You know, like, like Matt said, like they're trying to find the signal. To, to locate Echo, they keep losing it because the planet's fairly rocky, but Echo finally discovers that the only time they can hone in on the signal is actually when Echo is sending out these signals of strategy to the... Uh, to the droids. To the droids. Yeah. And there's these interesting droids on this planet that you get introduced to in this yeah. second episode. And you're like, they're so different. They almost look like bugs. And you're kind of like, what's that about? And it's not really revealed until the third episode as to why they look like that. Right. Because they, yeah, exactly. Same thing. I was like, what the heck are these things? You mm-hmm. know, the whole episode. Actually, one of the, because the way my brain is, I always want things to go dark. Um, <laughs> so when they get to the facility where Echo is being held and they're trying to find him, unless they split up. And <clears throat> I think it's one of the Techno Union guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, he's talking to Anakin or maybe it's Rex and 
he was like, yo, I want, I want blah, blah, blah. You know? And he's like, his brain is mine, you know? And oh, yeah. that just, that line made me go, what if they find uh, echo and it literally is just a brain. Oh, you know? like, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, that would be pretty twisted, you know, yeah. but I was like, it's a cartoon. They're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we do get to see a little bit more of the techno union. Cause I mean, they're just kind of like a throwaway person in attack of the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, and really you get a, a little bit more sense of like how robotic they are and, and how actually durable they are. I mean, there's a, there's a certain thing that happens to one of them where you're like, Oh, that guy's dead, but Nope. Um, so, you know, I, I like that we get a little bit more of the techno union, even though I'm not never been a big fan of them, but you know, it's uh, the way they move almost like they kind of glide on the floor, like Daleks, you know, like from Dr. Who. But you know, like, I, I guess I liked the Techno Union from episode two because really all you see is the uh, the Geonosians, which are just these kind of like annoying bug people. Sure. And then you have this smug guy from the banking clan, you know, going like, "The banking clan will sign your treaty." Right. And then you see like this Techno Union guy going, "The banking clan count," you know, like that's like, oh, that's a pretty interesting, different thing to think of. Ironically, but- it's the only union you've ever been excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but they do yeah um but you know they, they they break into this facility and rex is looking up at this um cylinder like refrigerator kind of refrigerator thing and, <laughs> and they get it open and then there's this very anorexic just skeleton like echo in there with uh plugs in his head all right now there's, I didn't really get this feel from the second episode, and we can kind of move move to the third episode because it really ends with like, oh, right. Echo's alive, you know. And that's and it, that, yeah, that's exactly. That's dun dun dun. Yeah. Um, and and really, you know, the beginning of of episode or the the third episode is like, how do they get out of this place now? Right now that they have now that they have him. Um, so at some point when I was rewatching this third episode with my kids, I was like, oh, he's you know, Echo kind of reminds me of what Anakin becomes. Like he looks a lot like Anakin mm-hmm. under Vader, like like how he's more machine than that. Like that whole aspect of, of Echo. Like he's very I mean, well, he I has, mean he's amputated. Right. That's the same as with Grievous though. Grievous is that's that's kind of the same thing. It's a foreshadowing of Yeah, no, I totally get that with, with Grievous and, and why they did that, but I thought that it was interesting that they're playing it out with the clones and saying, like, oh, mm-hmm. here we go, like, you know, or the fact that Anakin is going to be along with a mission with this person that is kind of what he'll look like underneath that facade of, of Darth Vader. At least, you know, like the whole like plugs and, you know, amputation mm-hmm. and how anemic he looks. And so anyway, it was just a, a thought that I had. I was like, oh, it's kind of like Anakin. So, yeah. Um, so uh, episode three, and I think we kind of alluded to it. I'm trying to be very vague. So Chris will enjoy these episodes when he watches them. You'll forget all about this by the time he gets there. So. But I think in episode three is when you get that kind of generic plot line that Chris and I, or that Nick and I had talked about how it's like, oh, you, you the, the natives kind of come in more <clears throat> to this, this third episode. And right. uh, we get to kind of see a little bit more of that dirty dozen where they're, they're trying to, train a unruly group of of people to to fight you know 
So I guess that's not, not necessarily Dirty Dozen and yeah. as much as... Uh, it's the Three Amigos. Yeah. Or <laughs> Three Amigos. Yes. Plethora of three was, yeah. Amigos, Amigos, Amigos. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> not doing it. Amigos. <laughs> amigos forever will be... Uh, <laughs> Yes, infamous. That means he's infamous. Yeah. So yeah. he means he's so famous. He's in infamous. Famous. Yeah. Oh took, man, I gotta watch that movie. It's so good. You know, like so I remember. Cool. I remember never as a child getting the uh, the mail plane joke. Oh yeah. Ever like until I got older, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm not gonna watch that again. <clears throat> I love it that he gets him a sweater. He's like, it's, <laughs> it's like oh. the desert. It's hot, and he like gives him a sweater for his birthday. <laughs> he wears it like all the, it. Yeah. the entire movie. Yeah, I I I never Ruffle. owned a, like an actual proper thick sweater because I never needed one, you know. But I I bought one when moving here, and I wear it in this one photo my sister saw on Instagram, and she's and that was her only comment. It was like a sweater. <laughs> You're wearing a sweater. Yes, <laughs> I am. That's um, funny. But, Good, good stuff I can there. Yeah, quote that movie. <clears throat> but anyway, all right, we sidetracked. <laughs> uh, we do that though. That's a little kind bit, of, a little kind bit. of what we do. Yeah, it is. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, so we pretty much starts right where it left off, in that Echo is now on the ground. He's released from the tube, but he's still got all these uh, things attached to his head, mm-hmm. and they can't get them to release. In the meantime, the Techno Union. Um, has surrounded the uh, the room. It's like a round out. room, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with all these new uh, droids that that. Uh, what is this motion for? I don't know. Uh, what tune in <laughs> Tatooine? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, Tashi Station. Yeah. Um, these new troops, and they <clears throat> decided to bring in this new weapon called the decimator and of course you don't know what it is the decimator the decimator <laughs> yeah uh, you just start seeing it cut through um and this was very much like aliens you know like you see it starting to cut through this one door oh, yeah. for only for the bad bunch to you know weld another one and then it mm-hmm. starts cutting through that one again it's like oh my god this thing's getting through and luckily at the, you know of course at the right time echo gets detached and then says oh we can escape through this exhaust fan at the very top of the ceiling and of course they're like well how how did you know that and he goes you know something like you don't get it not only am i giving new information i have all the database in my head from the techno union group so he knows the he knows the whole facility so anakin uses the force you know to you know shoot them up into the the air vent and they escape that way right as soon as the decimator breaks into the room and we find out that its secret weapon is it eliminates any organic life in a room. So it's, it's like an electric electrical ball or a plasma ball. It kind of yeah. like charges the whole thing with electricity. So yeah. Um, Think of like the, uh, the, uh, the torture droid from episode four, you know, you know, the, the little black ball with the needle, yes. you know, mm-hmm. same thing, but electricity coming out. So, so they call it an emperor ball. So, there wasn't two. There was oh, man, I was muted. I was doing my best sound effects, too. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. 
Okay. I'm sorry, folks. This is literally the only thing I can contribute to this recap. <laughs> Still, probably a lot better than my jokes. So I think, I think you're ahead. Terrifies you to this my, day, doesn't it? My favorite sound effect from from well, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to narrow it down. But a new hope, though. I love the the uh, the Death Star. That's about to like. It's the same. Is that you hear it twice though? You hear it for yeah, powering up, and you also hear it when Obi Wan's you know taking down the shield. Yeah, so the, the tractor beams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are geeks. I, uh, <laughs> speaking yeah. of powering down and what have you, you know, I have a I have a Google, you know, mini pads or whatever around around the house, and they they control our our lights, and so, um, you know the kids can say stuff like, you know, uh, Hey Google, turn off all the lights or something like that. And, um, it will report back because we have this one light bulb that is kind of on its own. Like it's not, it's usually not connected to anything, but it still registers. So it'll always come back. I'm sorry. The self-destruct system is not, it's not available right now. (laughs) (laughs) My kid renamed it that. Well done. Yeah, like uh, my um, every place I've lived in where I could name my own Wi-Fi has always been an Imperial Probe Droid. <laughs> Mine's been SkyFi, <laughs> or so, yeah. or Pretty Fly for a Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a good meme um, maybe three or four months ago where an entire building named uh, like they went down to where it would make out like a, a, a paragraph and it says, don't tell the guy in apartment 24. And like, the, it was like all this stuff. And then the one that was out of sync, you know, it would make, it made sense, whatever he is, was named, you know, it was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> Can you imagine logging into someone's like guest Wi-Fi and seeing all those and like, being able to read this huge paragraph? I'm like, What the heck is this? Incredible. Anyway. Reminds you of a Mitch Hedberg joke right. about the 13th floor. It's like, you feel really bad for the people who live on the 14th floor. Because you know what floor you're really on. Anyway, what else you got there for for us, Nick, in, in your notes? But yeah, I didn't write. I didn't write much for the last one, but basically, so they get they get out of the the facility, and Tech, uh, one of the bad batch bunch, summons these Kuradax, which is the native. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The, the I native, can't. they kind of think of them like uh, the flying things from uh, uh, Avatar. You know, like you these know, Minox. The people, yeah. the people from that planet reminded me of the Avatar people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so you're you know, saying it's Clone Wars new season is a ripoff of Avatar, which is a ripoff of Fern Gully? Yep. It is three cool. degrees of separation. Close, except they're not battling the environment in this one, or an evil spirit. So, do they have tails? I think they, they do. They, they, they like have like plug-in electrical vehicles that use their tails. I don't. They didn't get into that much detail. Maybe that happens in the fourth episode. Uh, we'll see. The uh, you know, without giving you kind of too much away about uh, the end of the episode, um, Anakin turns to Darth Vader at the very end. It's so weird. It's like they rushed it. I was like, what? What happened? No. No. Okay, no, that doesn't happen. Yeah, so. that's all I got, though, is basically they return to the village where we get the the, the traditional 
thing and there's a battle and and they're flying kind of off in the in the end in into kind of a sunset because they've they've rescued they've rescued echo uh they've they've escaped successfully or so we think and there's a little pause where Mm -hmm. you think hmm maybe echo isn't really like completely like maybe they have some control over him the techno union they kind of allude to that maybe yeah so. Well, there's there's a lot of weird vibes there in those last few minutes because you know the mm-hmm. technical union is like you know that was my investment, mm-hmm. but yet he also doesn't seem too broken up about it either. Yeah, and then also you have you know the relief of Rex to have his friend back, but then Echo says you know like you know just wait you know it'll be just like old times, and then instead of being happy, like Rex being happy, going yeah it's gonna be great once you're back on your feet, it's almost a mournful. Kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, just like old times. And like, you don't know what he is thinking in that moment. Like, is he thinking about regret of leaving him? Or is he is he thinking that no, wreck? I mean, no Echo, it'll never be the same. You know, or you don't know. Like, and you would like to think, I mean, I, I my gut is because it's Disney. Like, there's going to be like, next episode that you, if you see Echo again, he'll be back to normal. And he'll just be like the guy that's like, I know everything about how to defeat the Separatists now. You know, and then... Like it's all happy and that, but I kind of would like what you're saying, Matt. Though, like, have him like there's some kind of camera in his eyeball and he can see everything. <laughs> He's kind of like, a, yeah, or maybe there's a switch that'll go off, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, you know, we we know about the Order sixty six, you know, plug in his head. My my kids kept thinking that like when there was that scene where they're trying to take you know Anakin off to to talk to Padme, my kids were like, oh, they're gonna go take care of the chip. Because they know that Rex doesn't have the chip. So, because the chip, you know, based on Rebels, and and I feel like I'm spoiling some things for Chris here, but, you know, um, the chip that's planted. I'm trying to not pay attention, but I heard it. All right. (laughs) Somehow he gets the chip out. We don't know. So, Chris is just making a bunch of noise. Fine. I won't say anything more. Okay. All right. Now just okay. catch up. Just catch up with us, so then the next time we can meet in three weeks, um, we'll we'll try to do uh, another breakdown of the next three episodes. So you know, this is one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about four, five, and six. Hopefully, they'll they'll stick with with the three three episode story arc. Now, a coworker of mine said that Ventress was actually going to be in a couple of these episodes with Ahsoka, mm. and I kind of okay. So I'm just curious, like, how they're going to swing that. But I'll be interested to see. Interesting. Because, I mean, I know how Ventress's story ends. So Mm -hmm. I'm just just curious. My, my, My biggest complaint about these first three episodes is... I just... I'm so excited. And yet, I want... So scared. So scared. So scared inside, guys. This is a nice no, little uh, say by the bell reference there for you young ones at home. I just, I just wanted a little more, I guess. Like I want, like I know that there's now only nine episodes left, and I'm like, what? Come on, you know, like, like if you wanted to do a Bad Batch movie or like a, like a, like a special like thing just about them, okay, so be it. But I, I kind of want to get, I want to get more stories going on with with more characters and because these three episodes really focused on the clones 
again, don't mind because I love I love learning more about the clones and I love their their kind of life or what have you. But we you only get a tiny bit of Anakin, a tiny bit of Obi Wan, and a very very minute yeah. moment with Padme. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, but that's what sometimes that's what the Clone Wars is. The side it's, stories. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like so sometimes I, you, you get a, a Jar Jar story and you're like, weren't weren't. So I think the Bad Batch movie would consist of, you know, they they get led into this hostage situation to rescue some people, but mm-hmm. the whole time they're being hunted by this other species that can turn invisible and slowly kills them throughout the episode. But only Hunter makes that alive. But they did that already with Ahsoka. Oh. You're talking about, you're talking about Predator. I'm talking about Predator. Cause that's no. the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Wow. Hunter is based off of Stallone. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. But yeah. Anyway. Get to the Phantom. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the right tip? Is that the right They're the Phantom, right? No, but that's rebels. No, that's, that's rebels. Yeah, my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, we we understood. We got you. <laughs> yeah, they, I don't know if you guys saw it or not. You know, Lego already has pre-orders out for like a month now of uh, Mandalorian ship that comes yeah. out in September, uh, and I immediately pre-ordered it because it's it's got to have the baby Yoda in it. Yeah. You know, so it's like you know things going to go like what's it going cake. for? It's one hundred twenty. So you get you get the whole ship. You know, and you also get Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, IG Eleven, um, Grief Cargo, Grief or oh. Billy D, <laughs> <laughs> which is not oh. Billy D, Chris. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was hoping for an Ugnot, but uh, there's no Ugnot. Yeah, a uh, Scout Trooper. The yes, Ranger that's Chris. the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scout Trooper is the other one. So. Um, Cool, cool stuff, though. You know, I mean, I saw the the images. Um, any other toys that that you've seen out there? You know, like uh, dude, that thing is cool looking. Oh, oh, you're looking at it now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's not that can, big though. Well, yeah, I can tell that it's it's kind of a repurposed uh, Lego because the back end of it and the doors that are on the lower section that are going to slide open, that whole rear section and the sliding doors are the exact same design as the U wing that came out for Rogue One. Oh, uh, okay. But dude, here's the thing though: like 130 bucks for that, it's mm-hmm. not huge. It's it literally look, fits in the palm of your hand. Well, that's that's the way. My, eh, it'll be bigger than that. Trust me. I mean, if, if, if going going by by scale, they got a picture of it with the um, the characters next to it. Mm-hmm. That thing is really small. Yeah. Legos are getting more expensive. I mean, they are and. That's ridiculous. Uh, that's what's not like I forget talking about. Like if you look at the X Wing that came out, hell, even eight, ten years ago, and you look how many pieces are in that, and like how long the gun, like the the long for the X Wing, the, the the sticks for the guns, that actually looks fairly close to what the X Wing should look at. But you look at the ones that are out now, they're like ten or twenty dollars more expensive than they were eight years ago. But there's fewer pieces, and the guns are extremely short. So it's like they're trying to. I guess they're trying to now separate it to where it's like okay. These are the adult Legos and these are the kid Legos. And it's just, it's kind of strange. Size matters not. Just okay. Size to you? The Tantive 5 is pretty awesome. That thing's yeah. huge. And so is the Death Star. I mean, the, the Star Destroyer. Oh, yeah. It's I ridiculous. Saw that, yeah. I saw that in person. Um, yeah, me too. It's, it's, it's intense. So, um, yeah, I, I, I did a little bit of pre-buying in anticipation for either my, my son's birthday or, or Christmas. I, I don't know. It might get pushed to Christmas because I already bought it. Um, 
but uh, the Millennium Falcon from Solo mm. the, with the actual, you know, mm. escape, escape pod, that Lego set they had on sale at, at Costco. So you could just buy it online actually through, through your Costco membership. And it was, um, it was coming in a lot cheaper than, than the new Falcon that's, that's out there right now. So, and I was like, okay, well, seems like a pretty good deal. So, um, I scored that, set that aside. So, and, um, seems pretty cool looking $159. Which one? The million value. The one you're talking about the one that's got the, uh, the one from solo. Oh, and hold on. No, it's not the same yeah. one. And and I I want to say that it was yeah, under yeah, it was under a hundred or it was right at a hundred, yeah. but it was cheaper than whatever the normal Falcon price is. So yeah. well that's not they don't make that anymore, the one from Solo. I don't think. Right, I know. And that's that's why like I mean it was just a couple months ago. It was on Costco's website. And hmm. I was like, okay. Uh, Interesting. Squirrel this away. Yeah. So. I'm not I'm not even a fan even of the new Millennium Falcon either, compared to the one that came out in I think two thousand eleven. Is I think is much better than the, the one that they put out now. I don't know. Something's up with Lego. <laughs> yeah, see, they they made a deal with uh, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. They they announced that I think today or yesterday that the, there's a Mario set coming out. Yep. But that I it doesn't that looks funny to me too. Because <laughs> yeah. like I was hoping that the Mario would be more like a minifig size, but have like the eight bit uh, kind of blockish look to him. That would have been a cool. And I think it's right now it's just Mario and Yoshi. Like there's no princess, there's no toad, uh, no Luigi. So it's like, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got to have the brothers, man. Yeah. So it's not super if you don't have the brothers. So. Exactly. Um, okay. On that note, um, I meant to put in a commercial earlier and uh, clearly we have no time for that now. So. Yeah. That means it just goes at the very beginning. Just just goes wherever wherever it goes. So, um, any other Star Wars last minute news you guys would like to talk about before we we sign off for for today? Yeah, uh, sorry for anybody who planned to visit uh, Star Wars World this month. Yeah. Apologize on behalf of uh, all of us who haven't been there. <laughs> oh, that was that was an interesting story that came out a few weeks ago to where. So apparently, you know, when you go and sit in the Millennium Falcon at Disneyland or Disney World, you are, you know, you're in the cockpit. And I think you're with, I forget who your co-pilot is, uh, but it's not Chewy. It's something, maybe it's Ray or somebody. But there is a special mode that you have to do, like at the very beginning, or like you have to do certain kind of accomplishments, and then it becomes Chewy. And so he's your co-pilot. And it's, it's like a different experience. Really? And some fan discovered this like the trick to do it but you have to you can't just do it by yourself like other people that are in the room have to do this thing for that to happen you and, mean up up down down yeah, it's like an up down 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 thing where like it, it will switch switch the modes hmm. and so you know they actually like he the guest guy learned it and he told this whole crew to do this so they could get chewy as the co-pilot instead so it's a different thing so i guess this guy had played it enough to where or this awesome. right enough I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I always like it when they put Easter eggs in. Yeah. yeah. What so, a nerd. I'm glad, that, I'm, glad <laughs> Ralph, I'm glad Ralph figured that out. So. Sure yeah, thanks, Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, we'll wrap this up. We'll be back in uh, a couple of weeks, talk a little bit more about Clone Wars and anything else new that, that's come out in the news. Uh, and hopefully everybody else is uh, safe and sound by then. Um, 
couple couple notes. Um, you can you can help out this show. Oh, you know what? We actually had an email, didn't we? Do we? I think we did. Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna pull it up right now. I I, I swore I had um, tried to remind myself too, because because I I saw it roll in, and then um, sometimes when we don't record, uh, we don't always get a get a chance to to get to those emails. But uh, yeah, here it is. It's uh, I'll go ahead and and read it. Um. And I apologize because this is this is my first time reading this through here. Well, not my first time, but you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, it is uh, titled Legends slash Canon. Hi, guys. I don't know if you will get a chance to read this out as you don't seem to do much listener mail, but I thought it was worth a try. Well, you've you've won. You've you you did the right combination and you, you got on to the show. So usually you got to do the up, up, down, down thing when you send in your email. Uh, I am writing regarding the most recent Star Wars trilogy. Firstly, I must say, I have only watched the most recent Skywalker only once. Uh, I assume he means recent uh, Rise of Skywalker. I left the pictures rather positive. I enjoyed the film. It was much better than the second one in my mind. Oh, and then the second one, my mind was boggling at why J.J. Abrams didn't do all three. I had I had made my piece that although it wasn't perfect, it was fine. Fast forward to a week to a few weeks ago, I decided to reread the Star Wars Legacy of the Force series, Legends. I really enjoyed the series, and Kylo Ren does mirror similar to Jason Solo. Mm-hmm. Once I'd finished the series, I felt so cheated by Disney and the canon series. The Legends has had done such a good job building the characters, not just main characters, but background ones, t- too. This was the key to the readers caring about the downfall of our favorite family. How Disney, ha- how Disney have dealt with the Luke, Leia, and Han is also extremely sad. Luke is supposed to become the best Grand Master that ever existed, rebuilding the council. He exiled himself to try and work out why his nephew turned to the dark side and even defeated a Sith demigod. This current canon, Luke is but a shadow of, of the former self. It's also a shame that they they won't be able to do a series about the, the Yuzan Vong War or anything all of which built to an amazing series. Overall, if anyone feels cheated by the new canon, go back and read the old legends, particularly this area of the new Jedi Order. Thanks, Lloyd. Well, thank you, Lloyd, for writing in. Um, we we do try to, to read everybody's emails, and I, I'm really glad that you went into some of that, that detail about the legends. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of, I mean, there's a number of reasons and a lot of them are valid why people feel cheated by the new trilogy. You know, um, I agreed with Mark Hamill, even after the first one and that um, his, one of his main, well, one, he wasn't in it other than like the last two minutes of the film, but he hated that there was never an on-screen reunion between Luke, Leia and Han. And that was the first one. It's like, you know, we had one choice. We had one chance to do this and it didn't happen. Uh, so that was like the first one where you kind of feel cheated, you know, and then exactly kind of what he's saying about the second one. I, mean, I don't think JJ, JJ only, he was, didn't want to do it anyway. 
Yeah. You know, and so they had to convince him to do the first film because they were like, oh, we're going to, you know, have a different director for each one. And I, I, I felt where Disney screwed up was not really with the directors. I felt they screwed up with not having one story written for all three yeah. trilogy from the 100%. beginning. Yes. You know, they allow the directors to write their own script, which gives yeah. it its own different pacing, uh, different feel. And that's where it screws up a lot. Cause uh, I don't think Ryan Johnson even knows what star Wars is. I mean, did he make a bad film? No. I mean, it, it, there's, there's elements of it that are really bad and chunky and, uh, but it, the sto- I mean, the actual action and things that are going on, it's fine, but it's just, it d- didn't feel like Star Wars to me at all. I mean, uh, on its on its own, yeah, it, it was a great. I thought it was, I thought it was, I, I actually liked Ryan Johnson's film. I, I really, I really liked it. I mean, yeah. As a standalone, I thought it was great. I, I thought as it was great. part of the trilogy, not so much. I think it was Greg, one of our listeners and, and Jay and Jack supporters, uh, who, made a, a, a comment one day that I read that I thought was really interesting. It was like, I don't is, is like, I don't even accept the last movie. He goes, because if you, if you really like Ryan Johnson's film and the way that ended is like, it ends on a vision of hope in that, yep. um, you know, the, the future, I mean, the future of the force is wide open. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Whereas in the new one just kind of fizzles out and you're just kind yeah. of, Oh, okay. I, just to underline the one of the comments that you had made, like there is no cohes- cohesion. Yeah, that's what we're missing from it, and right. and and a master plan. If they had a master plan in, in place, well, then in the comics that they that they had worked so hard to like reference different things that happened in the movies, you could have you could have been laying the groundwork and saying, okay, you you go ahead and and have a comic book that connects to this, or 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 a novel that comes comes out, or or you know have. Have Chuck Wedding like you know, uh, you know, have those elements connect and 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 really that's all fans want. You know, when when yep. uh, you know people said there was fan service in these movies, okay, it's all fan service. We're all fans of the movies, right? What's not fan service is not actually connecting any of the dots or having a, a cohesion amongst all three movies, or even with all of the the extra stuff. And that's what gets fans frustrated. Is, is it when when we don't see our characters or uh, we, when we don't have these these story threads that we've read and that we love, you know, um, to the to the listener that, that wrote in uh, Lloyd, I do think they're bringing up elements of the Vong war um, with this uh, high republic. It sounds like they're kind of maybe hinting at something that, that could be kind of like that. Um, I, I don't know if that will is true, but it just, it, it just, it seemed kind of like they were, you know, it's like this outside alien force that's coming into the, 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 the galaxy or what have you, you know, that the high Republic Jedi need to, you know, address. So we'll see. Um, but you know, I, it is frustrating. And, you know, for those fans that feel cheated by any of them, I, you know, there's a ton of fans that, loved them and and you know enjoyed them for what they were you know um so it it's it's unfortunate but hopefully as fans we can move move you you know you know one character being added to that trilogy would have made it 10 times better which character nick i think you know who i'm talking about of course i do Uh, and there's a new book coming out this fall first book of a new trilogy i believe Oh, um, yes. mm-hmm. And that would be 
Admiral Mithron Nerodo. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Thrawn. I mean, dude, Thrawn, Thrawn would have made that. Like, that whole storyline of Thrawn would have been so mm-hmm. badass. Um, and uh, Timothy Zahn wrote um, the Thrawn trilogy, which is which is great. If you haven't read that yet, you should check it out. Um, but he would have fit in so well to the whole mythology of of uh, the uh, the emperor. And I and I I am not even saying like they needed to redo redo heir to the empire. No, no, they could have they could have echoed some of that stuff or like like just had a oh. little bit of that legend mm-hmm. stuff bleed in and it right. it it would have. Well, I'll I'll go to the day I die though. I I think putting the emperor was a huge mistake. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I I felt it should have been Darth Plagueis from the beginning. Um, it, would have, it would have tied back to the beginning. It would tie it. I would, yeah, exactly. It would have tied it exactly all the way back to the prequel trilogy. You know, yeah. and you know, and you don't even have to dismiss the Emperor or the An- or Anakin's yeah. in this way. You can just say like you know, because it would have been interesting to say like Plagueis going like, yeah, I created Anakin. He is my you know grandson. Mm-hmm. So therefore, Ben Solo, you are my great grandson. Or you could have yeah. so many layers to all this <laughs> happening, and you know, uh, and you know, and he's like in you know, he's like Sidious for all he did. You know, he was really just my puppet, you know, because like, sure. you, know, you know, and and in a way you could even say like, you know, yes, Anakin did bring balance to the force because now we get rid of all the Jedi. There's mm-hmm. only you and me that remain. Right. You know, and and even, like, even, and, even not going that far, you could have gone, you could have pulled for another one. Another thing from uh, from what's his name? Um, what's Wendig or Wendig, whatever his name is. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck Wendig. And you, you could have you could have not pulled the emperor in, but you could have pulled his his um, disciples in mm-hmm. you look at it was a general Rax, right? Mm-hmm. General Rax's character is this incredibly flawed and uh, just deep in history character about this, uh, this guy this orphan essentially, right. Mm-hmm. Um, who goes through and, and, and is carrying on the emperor's uh, wishes. Yeah. And, 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 and in the story they create, through the children that they they kidnap, you know, in in uh, post post Jedi, they they create an army mm-hmm. in the in the damn books. Like yeah. they yeah. literally created what we saw mm-hmm. at the end of Rise of Skywalker in a much more uh, excuse my 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 pun palpable story <laughs> um, so because of of like I that was that was terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can hear all the groans coming through everyone's phones and and uh, and, and players, um, but like it made a much more you know uh, seamless story. They they so and my, here's what I'm thinking. Like they, I think they they know that book. They read that book. They took the end game that was not yet described in that book, but what it was leading to, and just plopped yeah. it in with right. no background, right? None. So, like, what you saw in Rise of Skywalker was never actually described in the book, but the acts that they were taking, the the, the moves they were making in those in that trilogy, was leading towards that. And, and the story that led towards that is so much better than what we got in Rise of Skywalker. We're we're still not over it, guys. 
And I don't think we ever will. I mean, this is going to be a debate that we'll have for the next 40 years or in our lifetime, you know, because it is, it's, it's, like I said, it's a lot of people feel cheated and that you had one chance to make this trilogy while the original cast was alive and they they screwed the pooch. I still say there's an episode 10 on the horizon and they're, they're probably going to break the whole trilogy aspect. And, yeah. and maybe just have an episode 10. Like, I mean, you know, how cool is that? And we're all going to see it. We're all going to get pissed about it, but we're all going <laughs> to pay money to enjoy probably. it. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, um, before we make this, this episode too long, um, I wanted to, to, I mean, I know we could talk. I, I feel like Nick, Nick has, has at least five more things to complain about rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, but if you want to get all your Lego sets, as, as we've talked about, um, you can also uh, hit up, uh, our Amazon affiliate link, jandjack.com slash Amazon. Um, you got any other uh, Star Wars recommendations? I know on the RCAD, we had we had said that uh, you that that's our other show that we we podcast on. It is a good herb grinder. Yeah. There is a good you know Death Star herb grinder out there on Amazon, mm-hmm. and one of our listeners has actually already bought that Star Wars Death Star herb. Grinder. Making so many recipes with rosemary and sage. Yes, mm-hmm. you can grind up all your herbs that you need with a special little dust star. Anyway, find all of those those items on uh slash Amazon. All of those uh little pennies go go to help out all the podcasters on the Janjack network. You can become a patron um by heading over to the janjack.com website, click on the patron link, become a, a patron at any level. You can get all of the bonus content that we do, live shows. Um, and you can, you can rate and review us on iTunes. That always helps this show out as well as sending in an email that we may or may not read. We'll, we'll read it. (laughs) We'll always read it. We're definitely going to read it. (laughs) Uh, you can send in that email at the force is well done at gmail.com. And uh, on that note, I would like to thank special patrons that make this show and all of the shows on the Jay and Jack network possible. Uh, a few patrons that uh, stand out by, by their donations, and uh, we'd like to thank them at this point. Uh, Tack from the Tashi Station, thanks for picking up those power converters for us. We thanks, Tack. Yeah, we put them to good use. Um, Eckhart Richter from Exegol. Uh, we're still not over everything that you've done in Exegol. So, um, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Maggie from Mustafar. Uh, watch out for those lava rocks. They are hot, Maggie. Ed from the Echo Base. We read you loud and clear, kid. Um, let's blow stop this. Being so, stop being so creepy. <laughs> but thanks for the mail. Uh, Joanne. Joanne, my favorite nickname for you hands down and i can't come up with a better one is joannikin skywalker it's still oh that's pretty solid it's it's up there with joanne with the stolen death star plans but i mean i it's tough yeah. joanne with the stolen death star plans is is mm. Mm, yeah but joannikin i mean come on so uh this this new one darth drake what do you think i like it yeah it's a mm. little alliteration there so and I know that he's a he's a dark side follower because he's he's shown Darth Drake Darth Drake Ooh, even better. Um, and, and you look at you trying to steal my job of naming stuff. 
That's always name and stuff. This is what I do. I come up with nicknames for the patrons on, on, on the way out. And the newest patron that we haven't gotten to to give a nickname on this, this show, but uh, Nick came up with it. Greg the Geonosin. Oh. Yeah. So it's a little GG there. So. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> really? You don't say. <laughs> Uh, I, I might also go with IG Greg 8. Uh, I don't know if that one really works. I'll work on that one. Anyway, thank you, patrons, for everything that you do. Thanks for making this show possible. Um, this was a great show, guys. It was it was one in, in a million, don't you feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 